Kurt, good to see you again. Good to see you. Glad we're getting to record another episode of Parenting Today. Um, Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm I'm glad we're, yeah, I just, uh, I thought you had your your earbuds in and my mic in front of my face. I wasn't sure if this was, I wasn't sure if we were recording this podcast or our other podcast um, our horticulture podcast. So anyway, this is well, that's, that's on Fridays. Yeah. Gotcha. So, sorry. I know the days kind of run together sometimes it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, Hey, fun fact. That's where we are, Kurt. We're just getting straight oh. into to fun facts. Is it my turn? Well, you could go or, or I could go. It, it's well, let's just see how fun your fact is. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been criticized. I've been, I've been criticized that well, I'm, that I'm too mean to you and I'm not nice to you on this podcast. So I'm turning over a new leaf. Well, if you were, that's the horticulture (laughs) podcast again, my bad. (laughs) If you, if you remember, I I conceded, I said, no, you've, you've got a point that sometimes we might talk about some weighty subjects and it's not easy to have a fun fact, you know, if you're going to transition to that. But like I said, when we, when we do have some of the weightier topics we're going to be discussing, we don't have to have a fun fact. We could have a, a different opening segment. Um, <laughs> have a not, a not fun fact. Yes, yeah, sad statistics. Sta- sad stats. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what we'll do. Um, so just <laughs> stay tuned for that segment that'll be coming uh, when we have <laughs> that our... Needs its own, that needs its own background music. Like, <laughs> We'll get Jingle Joe right on that. Um, yeah. So fun fact, wow. Kurt. Fun fact. Right. Uh, <laughs> did you know, Kurt that we are going to get parenting today that is is going to get a phone number for people to be able to call and contact us no way yes isn't that cool it's amazing is that is I, that I, fun I know, I and know, is it a fact I, it's <laughs> i think it very i think it i think it qualifies on both levels it is yes. both fun and Back. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're looking at that, and actually, those who listen, is the number eight six seven five three zero nine. How'd you know? Uh, well, so Man, anyway. we didn't even discuss this beforehand. So those who listened last week to Phil Etheridge uh, talking about adoption, if you missed that, I would encourage you to go back. That was great having Phil on, as he's a good friend of mine, and he and Kurt went to to college together. But to share his story of the adoption process was really encouraging. Uh, but Phil, he's He's uh, an engineer, as we also discussed on that show, and he's very tech-minded. And he, he had brought up Google Voice before and how that's something we could possibly utilize. And so he just brought that up again. And Krishan uh, Ducker, I'll give him a shout-out. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes for all of RYM, and he's looking into that. But we think the way we can use Google Voice, uh, we'll get the number. I tried to have that ready for today, and we're still kind of looking at some of the licensing and all that kind of stuff. But um, we'll have a number that we can uh, give to our listeners. They can obviously call that number and leave us a voicemail. We, we will try to play that on air. Um, or you can even text if you want to. You can text the number. We can just read it out. Um, but we want you guys to be able to interact with us more. Um, I've had you know feedback from, from people who just said, you guys need uh, some kind of a, a phone in or, or something where people can call and interact with you guys. And so that's something we're working on. We're trying to do. Uh, it's a fact that we're working on that. Kurt, what do you have? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say before we go to my fun fact is that um, could we not give that phone number to my wife? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some just way where it'll just kind of beep it out when she's listening. Yeah. I don't know. We, we need to look into that technology. <laughs> I don't know if we're there. Hey, John, I have a question for you. 
Wait, is this um, is this question part of the fact or is this? It is. It okay. Is. How how far do you know how far it is between the Earth and the Moon? Do you know how many miles it is? I don't. It's one of those I know. I learned that back in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And well, let me ask you another question. Okay, <laughs> if we lined them up edge to edge, okay, starting with the biggest, so starting with Jupiter, you have to use Jupiter and go into the smallest. How many planets do you think would fit between the Earth and the Moon? But you have to start with Jupiter. You have to start with the biggest one. How many do you think you could get between the Earth and the Moon? Two. Two. I just said that because I knew it? that was wrong. Oh, really? Do you know the right answer? No, I don't. But I would assume it'd be more. <laughs> yeah. Would you believe it's all of them and there's still room afterwards? I did kind of think that might be the answer. I was thinking there's no yeah. way it's just going to be the planets that there's going to be more space left over. Yeah, there is. Oh. All of the planets can fit between the Earth and the Moon. And I never thought about this. Like that blew my mind when mm-hmm. I um. That's my you, you when you think about someone that we've sent someone to the Moon. All right, like it's two hundred and fifty some odd thousand miles, depending on what phase you know in its orbit the Moon is. Um, but that someone who's traveled basically the diameter of like all the planets and then back. So each planet twice, like that's, that's happened. Anyway, that just wild. Yeah, that is. And see stuff like that. I mean, some of this is I'm teaching worldview. And so I'm kind of thinking through some of the worldview, like implications, like a deistic worldview. We, you know, deists believe that there is a creator, that there is a God, but then after he created things, he just steps back and lets the creation just run its course but as we think about just a biblical theology uh, a christian worldview that god is keeping all of those planets in orbit yeah like he created them all but at this very moment he is keeping earth from getting too close to the sun or too far away because i mean Mm -hmm. it's just one mile closer we're all fried to death you know and then a mile farther away we're all frozen and the fact that he is active in his creation, it's an amazing... Is that true? Only, it's only a mile? I, I'm oh, sure. Mile, I would that's... think. I mean, the sun's pretty hot, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we could, again, Google that. But the the point is, he's keeping it all, you know, perfectly in orbit and keeping us yeah. alive at this very moment. Um, yeah, but it's know. just crazy. To, to me, it's just crazy to think that we sent a person, multiple yeah. people actually, that far away. And when I think about it in my mind, it doesn't like in my mind, the moon is much closer to the earth than that. Then, mm-hmm. or I guess I think the planets are bigger than they are. I don't know. But when I saw it, there's a graph I saw and I was like, there's no way that can be true. And it is a hundred percent true. So, uh, it turns yeah. out the scientists, they like measure stuff. So they know <laughs> what that was just kind yeah. of a guess. Yeah, yeah I, I was hoping for that too. I was hoping that all science was was a guess. So explain <laughs> my ACT score. So anyway, um, yeah, I always thought it would be neat to to stand on the moon and look in the sky and see the Earth, just how we stand oh. on Earth and see the moon. Just the reverse of that. What what that would. One of my favorite one of my favorite questions to ask students is, "Would you rather?" And this is not my question. I got it from somewhere else, but. Would you rather if you had a you won a prize and you could only choose one of two things? You can spend six months in Europe with a two thousand dollar a month stipend, um, or you could go to the moon for ten minutes. Which would you choose? And I would say one of the uh, there's not really a wrong answer. It's really about what you value 
Um, but I would say one of the strong arguments in favor of the moon is that you would get to take like a picture of yourself with the earth behind you. Mm. I mean, talk about what a cool picture. So, yeah. yeah. Last thing I'll throw in there on this discussion. Did you see the movie first man with, uh, Ryan Gosling? Okay. I, I want to see it. Is it good? I would recommend it to people. Um, I'm trying to remember the content. One kind of disclaimer is it is a v- pretty depressing movie. So don't go in oh, thinking, really? all right, we've landed on the moon. You know, <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's, it's very, yeah. I mean, sad life and just, yeah, a lot of, a lot of sadness in the movie, but I will say it did elevate just the insanity and, risk of trying to get to the moon and it just made me feel and again seeing it in the theater is going to be different than at home but it was like wow this really was insane and it was terrifying to try to accomplish something like this with the limited technology they had back then it's absurd oh yeah there's more technology there's more computing power on your phone than there was on the spaceship that sent them to the moon Uh, i mean that was true like you know with iphone one i think but uh Speaking, I think we're going to talk about fear today. Yes. And yeah. Good there, are a there. Lot, there are a lot of movies that are scary about being in space. Mm. Um, you know, one of the, I think one of the main, that question I ask students sometimes, one of the main detractors is like, you have to go through space. And like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Gravity or if you've oh, seen yeah. The Martian or um, if you've seen, like, there's all kinds of movies where like, just that, just the infinite, just, just the, the, the infinite nature of it, the, you know, that it kills you immediately if you are, you know, um, well, or <laughs> you're not protected from it. Re- referencing gravity or not immediately as, you know, an astronaut goes floating off into space and knows they're just going to be floating, you know, until the oxygen runs out. That happened in gravity. Um, that's a terrifying thought. So look, yeah. We can continue this as we break and listen to Joe Deegan's music playing in the background. But we are going to be talking about fears and specifically fears yeah. in parenting. Um, but also talking about the hope that Scripture gives us and ways in which God speaks into our fear. So don't be afraid. Don't get away from this thinking, okay, you've got enough fear and anxiety in your life. You don't need to hear Kurt and John feed that. Um, there's going to be hope too. Um, so Kurt, here's Joe Deegan and we'll get into our topic. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, thanks to Joe Deegan, who is not, I refuse to call Jingle Joe because I actually respect him. Um, <laughs> John. <laughs> Which, let me just go ahead and say, well, I guess this kind of dates the recording a little bit, but I was with Joe last week in Houston um, for our staff retreat at RYM. We tried to get together periodically since we all work remotely, and uh, it's a great time of fellowship, of just planning for the ministry, praying for the ministry. Um, we were set to leave on that Friday and Joe's wife went into to labor. Um, so I don't think that's any kind of spoiler. If anyone's on social media, they have gotten to announce that repeatedly, but baby Maggie came two weeks early and it was pretty exciting to, to be there and to see Joe <laughs> leaving at six in the morning to go uh, meet his wife uh, when all sorts of flooding was happening in Houston the day before. But um, mm. praising God for a healthy baby and safe delivery. 
Uh, so anyway, I do respect Joe. All that is, hey, Kurt. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, obviously that's a joke, but um, the uh, the whole disrespect thing. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, we're talking about fear today. One of the times when I was scared the most was uh, when my first child was born. Mm. Um, that was uh, Campbell was an emergency C-section, mm. and uh, that was like absolutely terrifying. So I think we're gonna get into that today about you know how do we cope with our fears or just the inherent fear that comes with having a child. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I remember, oh. I w- will never forget, uh, the, you know, uh, just the helplessness that you feel when you're not really sure that you can do much about it. Um, you just gotta like hope that the people who are experts can do it. So, yeah, no, I think, you know, that's, that's a good place to start. Um, I mean, you know, with, with Sarah, our firstborn, um, there were some complications as well. And there was a very scary moment, but, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't a matter of, you know, three to five seconds total, you know, but in that moment, it's just like, what is going on? And, um, yeah. And I can remember, you know, it was just a long delivery and by the end of it, you're excited because you have this new life, but then you're exhausted and then I can remember just how awesome our family was, both Ashley's parents and then my parents helping out uh, for those first, you know, that first week they, they traded off. And then I can remember when they left and you're thinking, okay, this is us now. You know, we've, we've got to, to parent this new life. Um, yeah. So talking about the, the fears and just, uh, you know, it's a good uh, reality that, man, we are not in control and we are helpless and, you know, for the Christian, uh, the comfort that we can lean on the Lord, that it's good to be in a place of dependence on the Lord. But yeah, that, that can be fearful at the same time. Um, so Kurt, did you have some of that? Oh, a hundred percent. It's crazy how they don't give you any, uh, you know, you have to take your child back. I think like a week later, most states make you take your child back like a week later to make sure that it, the child's gaining weight and is healthy. And I just remember when we took Campbell, our firstborn back a week later, and they said that he had gained weight that we both started crying. We were just like, okay, so we're going to get to keep him. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really intimidating. There's so much fear associated with parenting. Um, There's fear uh, of what you won't do and fear of what you will do. Um, There's fear of what could happen and what has happened. And, uh, I think it's really hard not to parent out of fear. Yeah. Uh, it's really it's 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 really hard not to let that be the thing that pushes you uh, to make the decisions that you make uh, with your children. Uh, it's it's um, I th- I'll always say that I, I parent out of my weakness a lot of times. Like I, I try to give my children what I felt like I didn't get from my parents, um, and that doesn't that's not necessarily. Uh, you know, I don't think that's a very healthy thing to do, but I think that that's something that I find myself naturally doing. Uh, and I think that is a, you know, that's moving out of fear instead of out of confidence or out of, you know, a, that's standing on a pretty shaky foundation is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And Kurt, I know, um, week before last, when we talked about just parenting in general and we, we did kind of drive in on, um, 
you know, just the diet that we feed our kids and uh, the fear there of, okay, we're going to mess them up by not giving them the perfect, right, balanced diet. I mean, that's just one of the, excuse me, parenting issues that we we deal with. Um, but, but, but let's get into maybe thinking a little bit older uh, with our children and, and our, our fears that we have. And I think some of that is just what we expose our children to, uh, be that a friend group, be that, you know, movies uh, that we know as parents who have been around longer than our children, we live in a sinful, broken, fallen world. And we have been exposed to evil, uh, you know, firsthand. Uh, People have, you know, done and said harsh things to us and, and done, you know, things that are even on the you know, more serious end of the spectrum. So we've, we've witnessed that and we know, well, this life, this little life is coming into the world and there's all sorts of harm uh, that could uh, happen to this child. And so it's, it's, you know, fear is going to be a common uh, just notion that, that parents have. And, and again, we know these children are given to us by God to, to care for. And uh, of course we can, like you said, can you hear me, John? I can. Yeah. Did it cut out? Yeah. I had to come to my office. Obviously, whatever connection I had, I'm on wireless, but whatever connection I had there was not working and this is working better. Well, listen, I'll just pick up the recording here. I was, yeah. The thing is, I know you can hear me. I could not hear you at all. Like it was just like, like, you know what I mean? So I I have no idea what you said past what I said about parenting out of weakness. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. No. Yeah. What I was saying is just, uh, you know, in our parenting episode, which was two weeks ago, we talked about Are you just, recording this right now. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> we, we talked had to, some technical difficulties. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about, um, just, you know, some of the fears of, uh, the perfect diet and just making sure our mm-hmm. children, you know, are fed well and all that kind of stuff. And saying, let, let's, you know, move that up to, uh, just when our children are a little bit older, and of course we're still going to be concerned with giving them the proper diet and, and all that is is good. You know, there's a healthy, um, no pun intended there, fear of what what we give our children to eat. But, uh, Kurt, I wanted to talk a little bit just about what we expose our children to. Um, we can go down the, the path of, of their friend group, uh, hanging out with the quote-unquote right friends. We can mm-hmm. go down talking about just the media that they're exposed to, movies and music and things like that. Um, what, what, as you think about some of your parenting fears, um, does that does that hit on some of the, the fears you have, or do you have something even greater than kind of what, what your children are, are exposed to when you're thinking about parenting fears? Well, selfishly, my biggest fear is that something would happen to them mm-hmm. because— that they would be hurt or even killed sure. just because and selfishly, that's my biggest, that's one of my biggest fears just because I would have to deal with that, with mm-hmm. the fallout of that. You know what I mean? Um, the, uh, but as far as them being exposed to things, yeah. I mean, I think all the time about, I mean, our, our generation is much more aware of these kind of things, but you know, uh, you know, that someone would hurt them, um, abuse them, uh, or that, you know, that as far as I know with my boys, all they really know is that people love them and have their best interest. And I know that's not true of the world, you know? And I think, so it's not, it's not a lie that I'm worried that they'll be exposed to. It's actually a truth is that 
they're, you know, that they're going to get their feelings hurt and their hearts broken. And, um, you know, just that the Lord would be gracious to them during that. So I guess, yeah, I, I do get worried about, you know, what their friends are going to tell them about or what they, you know, that they're going to trust us more than they're going to trust their friends. Um, you know, I, that, you know, that they're going to make choices that, well, that we disagree with and that they're going to choose those choices rather than choose us. Um, so anyway, yeah. Let me, yeah, I want to ask you a, a follow up on that right. um, because as it was cutting out, I was talking about just the, the reality that, yeah, we live in a broken, sinful, fallen world. And we as parents are aware that there's all sorts of things that can harm our children and they're naive to that. And so but my question for you is how much do you think we should maybe maybe this is putting it in a strong way shatter their naivete you know how much should we tell them hey look there are people out there who want to hurt you i mean just to the extreme of being kidnapped being taken at you know at a store to where you can just tell they're naive and sometimes they run off and they're not listening to you and so some of your you getting them to obey is trying to instill a certain, a healthy fear of them. But then also at the same time, you don't want to make them overly anxious about all of these. Yeah. Fears. So, so what's kind of the, the, of course there's no perfect balance, but what are some thoughts there? Yeah. Well, I mean, cause my kids are younger. I always, you know, I, I remember having real serious talks, you know, one of the things that Campbell could get into the biggest trouble about when he was younger was crossing the street. Um, because uh, we would teach him how to cross the street because his, his best friend lives across the street. We would teach him how to cross the street, but I would, then I would watch him. Then we got to the point where I would watch him. I would let him cross the street by himself, but I would watch him. And a couple of times, he didn't really look. He just went to the street and ran. And I had to run over there and get him, and you know, he got spanked. He got in serious trouble. He didn't get to play that day. And I was like, you know, and you're not trying to, like, make him frightened. At the same time, you're like, cars will kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, it will kill you and you will die. And, um, you know, that can happen. And so, and now, you know, but now, you know, now that he's older, if you have older children, you know, how much do you want to talk about like, you know, drugs, you know, sexual abuse, all these kind of things that can happen to you that can leave terrible scars that maybe won't kill you. Um, but that can really damage you, um, and damage your soul. Like how much, you don't want them to live in fear of those things. And yet they have to be, it's just difficult to be as wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. my mind, it's very difficult to do that. And I don't know what the balance is. Yeah. I know that parents, I tend toward the fear side. I was like, well, I'd just rather sure. be anxious. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm anxious. having an anxious child is not, you know, a walk in the park either. So, um, yeah. it's a difficult, I don't really know. Well, that, this is something I've said before, but, you know, as we think of uh, the Pixar movie Inside Out, you know, there's the character of fear and something that was interesting to me when they introduced the character, they said, you know, that's fear. He keeps Riley safe. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that they describe fear in that way. But but there's a reality to that. Like you said, you'd rather just have an anxious child because they'll most likely be a little safer and they'll be more cautious and all of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's ways in which we as parents were going to foster an anxiety in our children and make them more anxious. Uh, there's going to be some children that are going to be 
naturally more laid back and just carefree and um, you know we want them to be a little more fearful um, but but yeah it, it's hard to to know uh, when, when it's that time I mean you know there, there are just some moments where you know it's in kind of just uh, in the midst of all the chaos of parenting where I know with my older children uh, they've made a statement or there's something going on in the scenario I've thought you know what this is probably a moment where I should just give them a hint of some of what's out there that could, you know, um, uh, cause them harm. And I think, honestly, that's just, that's the reality of wisdom. Wisdom is not a yes or no answer. Wisdom is, you know, dealing with the gray area and all the life experience that just is getting you to a point of where you're um, able to speak into a certain moment. And, you know, it's something, again, as we talked about, just the utter dependence we have upon the Lord, uh, that, that's the same for wisdom, just constantly crying out, calling for God, give us wisdom. Uh, it's specifically in this area, how we let our children know about the evils that are out there. Well, I was going to say the difficult thing for us, because we're trying to parent our children like with a biblical world and life view, and we want our children to trust the Lord. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you, mm-hmm. um, in God. Um, uh so we want them to trust. We're trying to teach them to trust God, but we're also trying to teach them not to trust other things. So we're eroding their trusting nature. Like, and on one side, we're trying to erode their trusting nature. Don't trust, you know, that friend or that, you know, that stranger. You know, it starts out with like, well, don't take candy from strangers, right? But like, also be mindful of you know, people you consider as your friends. As you get older, they might lead you down paths that are. So we're teaching them not to trust. And to only trust God, so we're trying, we're eroding their trusting nature, except in one area, and that is, I think that's where it, it gets tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you can't trust other people, all right, and you have a difficulty, you know, maybe you have trust issues uh, in your life, or your student, or your child has trust issues, then it's going to be very difficult for them to trust God, right? Um, they're going to, you know, I find that the people who I feel like the people who are really strong in their faith are also people who are really trusting people of others as well. And not that you have to be naive, but, um, yeah, I, I, that's the hard balance that, um, that I, I don't, I don't think I really strike. A lot. So, so just to, to clarify, you said you, you find that the people that are mature in their faith are trusting people. No, <laughs> I was just saying the people who seem like they trust God the most gotcha. who, um, the, are also people who, are pretty trusting of other people. They're not naive, but they just think the best of other people all the time. You know, like, oh, they wouldn't. You know what I mean? Not there. It's not a naive hmm. situation. It's just like they, they just think. Whereas I am skeptical. I'm a natural skeptic. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> to it's me, hard. that that can be wisdom though too. I mean, we well, know the depravity of that, humanity. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Directed in one way, it's wisdom, but directed toward God, it's not very good, right? You know sure. what I mean? Like to be skeptical. Um, so, you know, it's just, a when you're talking about raising your children, you're talking about your fear. Um, the fears that I have are that I will make them too trusting in other people or that I will make them or that I'll, I'll, I'll make them so skeptical that they won't trust God. Hmm. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I yeah. think that's, that's good. Um, 
Kurt, we obviously we had some technical difficulties in this um, episode, but I think we're we're at a place where we can transition to our okay. our Thursday show. Um, I, I say on Thursday we get into just some of the the media exposure, what we allow yeah. our children to watch. Let's talk about some of those fears, and but also then, what we watch too. Yes, That's what yeah, wondering. for sure. And then also just you know the teenage years, and then getting off to college, even some of those fears that that may come about. And we'll get into some specific scriptures as well uh, that we can share to uh, hopefully comfort us in the midst of those fears and reorient our, our thinking um, to have more of a Godward focus uh, in the midst of those fears. So, Kurt, this was a good conversation. Look forward to talking more on Thursday. See you. All right. See you then.